Hi, everyone. This is SNC Adventures Talk It Out, and this is Elena, the study abroad advisor. So, we're doing a little flip on the script this week. Um, <laughs> instead of Paige being your host, I'm going to host, and I'm interviewing Paige. Hello, everyone. So, Paige, thanks so much for um, all the work you've done with the podcast. Mm-hmm. But It's been a blast. Oh, good. <laughs> but um, also, I'm super excited to interview you and mm-hmm. get your take on things Yeah. for once. So, tell us, obviously, you went abroad. Where mm-hmm. did you go? What did you do? <laughs> Those things. Yeah. So, I studied abroad... A year ago from right now, last mm-hmm. fall, and I was studying in Cape Town, South Africa at the University of Cape Town. So it was a lot warmer then. <laughs> <laughs> I've been looking back at pictures recently, and I just see myself hiking the mountains, Table Mountain, and going on safaris and hanging out with my friends. I definitely miss it. <laughs> yeah. And your your dad is from the UK. Yes. Right? Yes. He's so, from England. England. Yeah. So what made you decide to go all the way to South Africa for study abroad? Yeah, so I had been an au pair the summer before I came to St. Norbert as a college student and that was in England, um, with some distant cousins of mine. Um, I, like, did their household chores and took care of the kids and did fun activities with them and lived with them, which is really cool. Fun activities. <laughs> yeah, we made a volcano. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Out of paper mache for, like, a school project. And we went to, like, this amusement park and went for lots of walks. It was a good time. Nice. <laughs> yeah. And that was my first real experience, like, traveling alone for a longer period of time because that was like eight weeks oh Um, so I was 18 years old (laughs) I went to London by myself I met up with another au pair who was from Spain I like utilized some Facebook group of au pairs in London and this was my mom's advice she was like because I I was homesick I really was I was even though I was with like People who were related to me, I missed the familiarity of home and being around people that that I was used to being around and being in my my hometown. And so I was like, I need to go out and do more things. And um, I spent some of my weekends traveling to see my family because they lived all over England, like my grandma and my dad's sister live in Banbury, which is in the Cotswolds. Um, and then I had a cousin living in um, Oxford. Um, and so I would go visit them, which was a blast, but I needed to keep challenging myself. So I went on this Facebook group, and I posted, and I said, Hi, I'm looking to explore London on this day. Does anyone want to meet up with me? <laughs> and I had multiple people message me, and they were like, Yeah, I'd love to. And only one of them, like, we ended up making plans with, and I met up with her at a a train station, oh, nice. <laughs> Victoria Station, and we went around in, like, Trafalgar Square and different art galleries, and, 
Like, luckily, having traveled to England before, it wasn't quite as scary. But it's still scary to hop on a train <laughs> and try and navigate the tubes in London <laughs> as an 18-year-old self. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, that experience led me to want... I wanted to study abroad once I came to St. Norbert. Oh, okay. Um, and reflecting on that experience, I knew I wanted to push myself further outside of my comfort zone. Um, I had been thinking about Spain for a little bit, but then found out I needed to be, like, a Spanish minor <laughs> or a Spanish major, and I wasn't one of those. <laughs> gotta, gotta have that 204. <laughs> Um, I looked into New Zealand and Australia, um, because being a bio major, I needed to also be able to take, um, some science classes. And then, I actually, South Africa wasn't on my radar at all, until one day I talked with Jeremy, after he had talked to another student about who was going to South Africa, and he was like, you should think about this. And I was like, hmm. Okay, let me, like, I didn't knew nothing about South Africa. I was like, mm-hmm. let me look into this. And I did, and I just thought about how I would probably never go there mm. other than this experience. Like, mm-hmm. what would draw, I mean, besides, like, the beautiful country <laughs> and, like, all it yeah. has to offer, but, like, what was going to be that opportunity in my future to get me there? Yeah. Um, and I thought it would push me outside of my comfort zone even more than a country like New Zealand or Australia. And I've talked about it before that another reason I chose South Africa in the end was trying to have some kind of minority experience um, and understanding that perspective so that I could understand better when I come home, like, what that feels like mm-hmm. and how I can treat people better based on that understanding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you feel like you got out of the experience in South Africa, like, what you needed? I did. Yeah. I went in there. I had to, when I went into my study abroad experience, I was a planner mm. for absolutely everything. Mm-hmm. For every penny I spent... For every minute of studying, um, for every bus <laughs> I was going to take, <laughs> like, every little detail I I would plan for. And I think that's one of the biggest things that I got out of studying abroad was you can't plan for everything, nor should you, because you're going to miss out on a lot if you ha- are always sticking to a schedule. Mm-hmm. And I know some people will laugh at me because I still like a good plan. <laughs> I, have, I have noticed that. Yeah. But I'm much more open to having that time without a plan mm-hmm. and just kind of trying to go with the flow a bit more. Um, I also experienced a lot of things that I had never experienced before, like even the simple things like climbing mountains. Never had that opportunity in Wisconsin. <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. Um, and even, like, experiencing what a big city is like. Mm. And, 
like having poverty so vis- so visible was not something I was as used to. Like living in Milwaukee, yes, but having been at St. Norbert for a long time mm-hmm. and Milwaukee is large but not as large as Cape Town. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was something to get used to and I think that was one of my biggest challenges in the beginning was how do I find my safety mm. um, and overcome that you're not always going to be safe. Right, and what a privilege it is to like know mm. safety, right, or like know a sense of safety. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's something that I think about a lot. And, yeah, it is a huge privilege that I can walk here for the most part and feel safe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's definitely, it's hard, it's hard to, uh, that's a question a lot of study abroad students have, is like, well, is it safe there? Will I be safe? And it's like, it's a hard concept to help people understand is like, safety is what you make it, you know, mm-hmm. like it's, in some ways you should presume that you're never safe. You should, right? yeah. But. But you don't want to feel that way. No. Because then you're living your life in fear. Yeah. It's no way to live your life. Yeah. And I think that coming overcoming that issue of am I safe or not and not living in fear was like a general mm-hmm. thing that I got over a little bit. Um, like even just nightlife, I was really afraid because I'd never been in those situations before. Um, I wasn't used to being around people drinking in clubs and things and... Taxis and Taxis and Ubers. I had never taken an Uber before I went to South Africa. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, all those different things. Like, learning that you can't always be afraid. Because mm-hmm. we were taught when we went there as, like, a safety concern is that sometimes people, like, zap windows in Ubers and then try and steal your bag if you have it, like, next to you. Oh. So, of course, my first experience in an Uber, I'm like, my bag is tucked under my knees. I am, like, <laughs> ready to go at all times. Chill. Chill. <laughs> Very chill. <laughs> I just laugh thinking yeah. back to all, like, the development of me as a study abroad student. Mm-hmm. Going from the first month, I didn't walk alone anywhere. Not even to the, the store that was a block away. Wow. To the end, I was staying on the busiest street in the downtown Cape Town by myself yeah. in a hostel. Like, that development is huge. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm really proud, and I'm really privileged to have the experience that I had mm-hmm. in meeting so many cool people that helped change my perspective. Mm. So... Is that, you think, in part what motivated you to do the podcast? Like, to see if others' growth matched your own? Or what inspired you to host the podcast? The podcast was inspired by my experience in SALT. Um, Right after I came back from South Africa. SALT is the study abroad leadership team. um, And we had different reflection sessions once a week that you hosted. (laughs) I remember. You remember. (laughs) And um, then we have the pre-departure meetings that we host to share with students who are 
going to be going abroad in the next semester. And so in that meeting space, we were told to do a story core. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. I forgot about the story core. Yeah. And so at the time, SALT and the GAP students were um, reflecting on their experiences off campus together. And so I interviewed Janie. Janie and I both talked about our experiences. And before going into it, I was like, I don't have anything to say. Who's going to care about what I have to talk about? Like, why does this matter is kind of the attitude that I went in with it. And then afterwards, (laughs) at the end of the video, (laughs) we didn't stop recording on time, and you can hear a, that didn't suck, (laughs) as we high-fived. That's right. I wonder if we can find the audio. We should, and we should have that in there somewhere. (laughs) That would be a great flashback. (laughs) But that experience was so eye-opening to me, and it brought me back a little bit to my study abroad experience where I would sit and have life chats with people. Mm. Like, where do you come from? What are your beliefs? Like, why do you do what you do kind of things? And just reflect with people. And so after doing that, I was like, I really want to do this, too. Mm. And I had seen, um, oh, now I'm going to forget her name. She runs The Conversationalist. Um, she graduated from St. Norbert, like, oh, a year Nora. or two ago. Nora, yes. Yeah. I loved what she had done and the videos that she has posted. She got inspired to do that. During her study abroad. study abroad. I know. Yeah. And so I kind of wanted to follow in her footsteps a little bit. But it's been so cool chatting with students from all different walks of life. Mm -hmm. And even if they've gone to the same country, they still get so much, such different experiences out of it. Because people go into it for different reasons. People, like, experience life differently. Mm -hmm. Just based on their identities, who they are, what they believe in. Mm -hmm. So it's been really cool to chat and reflect and kind of live through people a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I think I think that's been my favorite aspect of the podcast is that ability to kind of live through different people's experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is what makes, I think, my job both challenging yet rewarding is like mm. every student's going to have a different experience when they go abroad. Yeah. So... Even if you think, like you mentioned, that Jeremy kind of mentioning South Africa to you helped you end up there. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's always tricky where it's like a student comes in and, you know, you get someone who's adamant about like, I want to go here. And it's like, cool, but have you thought about this place? Because this place might be a better match like for your personality. But even then, it's like that's hard to say because, like you said, like students have different motivations. Mm -hmm. Or once they get somewhere, then it's like everything kind of turns on its head and it's like mm-hmm. oh maybe I I don't want to do the things I originally thought or mm-hmm. I end up taking different classes than I thought or yeah it ends up not being the experience that people expect and then mm-hmm. it's like it can be challenging to figure out like well, how do I get out of this what I need yeah you know and so yeah it's been cool it's been cool I guess to hear everyone kind of um housed in the podcast like forever mm-hmm. yeah it's experiences 
it's so cool to think that all these students now have this audio file that they can look back on and share with other people and students who are thinking about going abroad if they stumble upon it can see oh wow like look at all these places that people have gone and all the different experiences and I think it's important to have that space because not everybody knows someone who has gone abroad or has the opportunity to chat with them. Mm -hmm. I was lucky enough to have a student who went to South Africa before me and I sat down with him for coffee for like two hours. (laughs) It was just like, okay, next question. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, next question. Was it Alex? It was Alex, yeah. yeah. He was a delight. Yeah. (laughs) But his experience was vastly different than my experience because, again, we had different motivations and different goals. Um, But earlier when you were talking about an experience not being what someone expects Mm. or, like, having to navigate the difficulties that you experience. I think about my service learning that Mm. I partook in because I think I went into that experience trying to have the least amount of expectations that Mm. I could because I told them, I said, put me where you think I'm most needed and most, like, qualified for. Um, And so I was working with the Amy Foundation um, in the townships with the after-school programs, um, working both in the office during the day and then in the schools Mm -hmm. in the afternoons. And it was very difficult to wrap my head around that experience while I was there and coming back to... In what ways, do you think? Um, I think part of it was... The language barriers within the schools, mm. um, because my students were ages probably 11 to 3. Oh, wow. Which is a quite a large range. That's huge. Um, and most of them spoke easy glossa. Mm. Um, some of the older kids spoke some English, um, and... So just, like, figuring out what can I actually contribute in this space was one thing that I grappled with. And then I also put a lot of pressure on myself to, like, represent white people and white culture and the U.S. Mm -hmm. in a positive light because... Some of these students were only experiencing white people through the tourists that Um. came to view their school and then make a donation. Um, And so I felt like I had the, the purpose to, like, show that we are both human beings. We are both equal. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, not equal because really... We don't have the same privileges and the same rights necessarily, right. but I wanted to show them, like, at the core, we are the same. Like, don't view me above you. Oh, like, right. you know. Yeah. Because, like, they would be fascinated by that you could see my blue veins in my skin. Mm-hmm. And so then I'd, like, show them, you also have veins. They're just a little bit different than mine. Mm-hmm. Or, like, they're fascinated with my hair. Because it was different than theirs. Mm-hmm. 
But yeah, that experience is something that I'll never forget. Well, that's good. But I don't. <laughs> I still don't know what to make of right. it. Um, it's a hard thing to kind of pack away neatly and. Yeah. yeah. And I struggled to connect with my facilitator in the room, um, because I think part of my expectations of going into a program like this, I was used to volunteering in like the YMCA after school programs, which are very structured, like high amounts of discipline for children and like having strict routines. But I was placed into this school not knowing mm-hmm. what to expect. Yeah, especially because you don't have any kind of education no. background. That would be yeah different. And I wasn't really briefed. I was briefed that there were a lot more relaxed than anything that I would have experienced before. But, like, some days we literally didn't have anything for the children to do. And I was like, I have an hour and a half. What am I supposed to do? Yeah. I can't speak <laughs> to some of them. I think some of them were probably scared of me, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sometimes we made, like, necklaces out of, like, we'd cut up straws and, like, put them on yarn or sing songs. And I would try to sing with them, even though I knew nothing of what I was saying. Right. But they could at least laugh at me then. <laughs> like, look at this white woman pretending. That's fun. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That's funny that you mentioned that. I always forget that I took a... I took a pre-departure course mm-hmm. when I was in grad school um, for a class that went to South Africa. Mm-hmm. So it was a, a, a class within human development and I think family studies, HDFS. I don't know. Okay. Like, anyway. Yeah. Um, and it was for undergrads. And so it was like, um, I think they would do like close to a month in South Africa in mm-hmm. Cape Town. And it was a service learning mm-hmm. course. So they had this like eight-week pre-departure class, and then they were abroad for, like, a month. I would have loved that. It was so cool. <laughs> I took it um, primarily because I knew I, w- I wanted to be working and study abroad, and I needed just, like, a couple credits for the semester, and so mm-hmm. um, my boss hooked it up for me. Um, shout out to Meredith. But um, <laughs> the instructor, like, she was awesome, Jan, and I learned so much from her, mm-hmm. both in terms of, like, how do you structure a pre-departure experience for students, but then also how do you be, like, a thoughtful, ethical leader of, mm-hmm. a, of a study abroad course like that? And then just, I mean, she'd been, she's been taking students to South Africa for years and years, and so I just learned so much in general. I knew nothing about South Africa before yeah. I took this class, and then mm-hmm. after, I was, like, so sad at the end of the class that I couldn't go <laughs> yeah. to South yeah. Africa with them. <laughs> You'd um, been prepping with been, them. Because I'd been, like, doing the prep with them. <laughs> yeah, and it's so... But she, that was one thing that she would really drill into students' heads is, like, try to have as few expectations as possible for your service because mm-hmm. the structure is going to be, like, non-existent compared to what you're used to. Yeah. And, like, they're not interested in you coming in and being, like, the expert, like, college student. Like, yeah, you're there to, like, be a body and, like, do work for them and just, like, do whatever they say, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And don't be trying to, like, improve things or make things more efficient or, like... Mm-hmm. Don't yeah. be worried about the lack of structure, especially yeah. if you get placed, like, in a site with kids or doing whatever. Yeah. Um, just, like, go and try to make the most of it. And mm-hmm. you'll learn a lot if you go in, like, with this open mindset. But Yeah. Yeah, so I just... I, I just always think about that, I guess, when 
in general when students talk about like doing service abroad, but then also mm-hmm. in South Africa in particular, like yeah, the culture is. We just, we just don't learn anything about like South Africa here in the states, and so the culture is just like so different from what we know. Yeah, the knowledge that we know is so biased. Yes. Yeah, we receive it through a very specific. Lens. And that's what I loved about studying in South Africa, because I took an anthropology course, and it was about, um, I think it was like the anthropology of difference and diversity. Mm. And it was all about, like, what knowledges do we know? What lens are they coming from? Um, Just what value do we bring to different things because of who they're coming Mm -hmm. from? Mm -hmm. And we talked a lot about um, women in mining and the rights that they have and um, just so many different ideas that I I wouldn't have thought of if I had just stayed in the U.S. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Yeah. Like, knowledge is constructed as much as anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the, oh, and the big part of it was, like, thinking about development. It was difference in development, not oh, diversity. Okay. That yes, makes sense. yes. Difference in um, development. Because thinking about a third world country and versus a first world country or developing country, like, what does that really mean? Mm-hmm. Because we're all just humans. Right. Right. (laughs) And I feel like it's really just a lack of understanding different people's forms of civilization. And one isn't necessarily better than another. But there's so many people who think they need to go somewhere and help civilize people or bring new technology that's going to enhance people's lives. Right. But... Sometimes you just need to understand where other people are coming from. Yeah. Which is what I think I learned a little bit more during my service learning was understanding I don't have to go in there and, like, do something amazing. <laughs> Sometimes you just need to listen and... Right, be present. And check what key opens every door. <laughs> I did that one day. We had a whole bunch of keys in the office. We had no idea what doors they opened. So I went to every door <laughs> and checked the keys. And someone was so appreciative because they wouldn't have had the time to do that yeah or like calling organizations for donations like that took time that someone else would have had to do it and then they couldn't do their job Mm -hmm. I guess that's something from study abroad life doesn't always have to be amazing but if you change your perspective and like appreciate all the little things then it can be (laughs) (laughs) then you'll get closer to amazing. Yeah, you can't achieve it, but... Right. (laughs) You can get closer to it. So what, um, you mentioned salt. Mm -hmm. Um, What has that been like for you? Like, what do you think you've gotten out of... Because you've been in salt for, like, a full year now, basically. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. I have. (laughs) (laughs) So last spring, I think just getting the chance to unpack a lot of the experiences that I had was super beneficial because no one had really gone where I went yeah, besides a few students. So, like, people there. Yeah. trying to talk to other students, especially ones who haven't studied abroad, they're just like, yeah, cool. <laughs> and they just want to hear about the good things. We yeah. talk about that a lot the in, in SALT. 
like I tell those crazy adventure stories and those are a big part of my experience but so was like getting homesick and getting over feeling unsafe and challenging myself to go to new places and not have phone service all the time like Mm -hmm. there's so many layers and like planning different trips and Making it to um, Victoria Falls, which is one of my big goals when I went over there. And spending money and not caring. (laughs) These are, like, the things that I wanted to talk about that, like, the average person doesn't really care to hear about or have the time for. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So that's what SALTS allowed me to have the space to discuss. And I loved hearing about other people's experiences And kind of realizing, like, while we all had very different experiences, we all could really connect on different levels and relate to each other. Mm -hmm. And so that was kind of, like, my first semester in. And also helping plan pre-departure and sharing it with students who are going to go abroad. And then this most recent semester, I think, has really been reflecting on how do I be the person that I was abroad or the parts Mm. that I wanted to be? Because I was so happy. And I had, like, let go of so many of my obligations. Mm -hmm. I wasn't an RA. I didn't have research to do. I didn't have rowing. I didn't have, like, all these things that normally, like, took up so much of my time. Right. And so with all that space and time and freedom... I could really sit with myself and just realize who I am, who I want to be, what I believe in, what I want to believe in. I think that's something that comes out a lot, like when we do the SALT interviews or even just, you know, when we see testimonials from students who've gone abroad, is like that opportunity to really sit with yourself and get to know yourself and like hear your own kind of internal Mm -hmm. voice is so... It's crazy to me that so many people maybe don't get the chance to do that or don't get the chance to listen to themselves. Yeah. Or if they do, maybe it's way down the line. I think it usually happens later. But I feel that's kind of a repeating theme, I guess, that I see students, like, come back and cite as, like, I just got to know myself so much better and I just have such a better sense of who I am and what I want and what I'm doing. Mm Mm-hmm. And, like, it, it it makes me really glad. Like, I feel like that's something, if I could come up with a clever catchphrase for that, <laughs> mm-hmm. like, I would use that to promote study abroad. Yeah. But I don't, I also don't know if you really get it until you're in it. I, I would agree with that. I don't think I understood what sitting in my room, <laughs> in a white room, I didn't decorate at all, oh. <laughs> in a white room with an orange felt board. <laughs> Neon orange. God. <laughs> I didn't know what, like, just sitting there and thinking about, like, all the things that I was experiencing and had left behind, too. Because mm-hmm. I think that's key. You have to kind of exit the life that you've been living for so long and realize, like, the good, the bad, the ugly. And then you know you're going to go back to that, but, like, right. you have this time to kind of escape a little bit. Right. 
Yeah, you're not, like, falling into the abyss. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you're having time to just do what your heart desires. And that's what I tell, like, my friends who have wanted, who have studied abroad. I was like, please take this opportunity as the time to just live how you want to live. Like, try not to feel pressured by other students who are studying abroad with you mm -hmm. or other people or like even just the expectations that you put on yourself like just in the moment do what your heart wants and will make you happy sorry i just thought of she's the man <laughs> when she's like there's a scene where amanda vines is like what does your heart tell you yes. <laughs> that's such a good movie yeah anyway way to ruin my sorry. insightful no, what you thing. said was great it was great <laughs> It triggered that <laughs> Amanda Bynes face in my mind. Yeah, but, like, just try to live your best life, as cheesy as that is. That's what I try and tell people because that's what I tried to do. Hmm. What do you hope is next for Salt or the podcast or, I guess, anything that you've been involved in? <laughs> With the office. <laughs> hmm. Well, I hope that with SALT, students continue to interact with others who have gone abroad mm -hmm. and can make connections. It's always cool to have the reentry party where returning students who have just been abroad meet up and they have, like, a fire in their eyes of how excited and getting to share their stories. Like, it just makes me really happy to see that. Yeah. And I hope that we can continue to grow in that aspect in SALT and, like, keep growing a strong community within SALT, too, mm -hmm. so that students feel like if they were struggling again, or still have things they need to work through in their study abroad experience that they could come to any of us and talk it out. <laughs> that wasn't even on purpose! I see what you did there. <laughs> so, yeah, and then to tie into the podcast, yeah. um, my hope is that students will find this podcast and listen and hear from stories and get inspired to either themselves go study abroad or even just go talk to more students who have studied abroad and just learn from the experiences that other people have had. Mm -hmm. And I hope someone continues to make it after I graduate. Oh, the podcast? <laughs> the podcast, yeah. Because I think it's such a cool tool and such a cool space yeah. for students. Because I think as long as, like, someone can connect to someone mm -hmm. that's what it's all about mm -hmm. and yeah yeah I think there's a lot of potential to connect to so many different stories mm -hmm. and we just need to get them heard yeah so we just have to ask the right questions mm -hmm. to all different types of people mm -hmm. easy easy <laughs> simple, simple. <laughs> why hasn't it been done before <laughs> Well, Paige, is there mm. anything else you want the listeners to know? Ooh. 
I don't know. I just want them to know that this has been a super cool experience for me. Like, I absolutely love talking to all these different students and editing as much as a pain <laughs> that it is. I love, like, when it comes together and, like, just continuing to enhance the podcast as much as I can. Um because I hope that people are enjoying it and really getting something out of it. Well, thanks, Paige. Thank you, Elena. It's been awesome. This has been, like, a really cool part of... I told you at the beginning of this year that I wanted to dedicate this year to finding my voice. Mm -hmm. And I think this has been integral in that. Oh, good. Just, like... Understanding that people care to hear what I have to say. Because sometimes I stay quiet because I think people don't care. Mm. So, Ain't like, that the truth? Yeah. yeah. So this has been my opportunity to say, I don't care if you don't care. <laughs> but I'm going to speak anyway because I hope it helps someone. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, 100% sure that it has. <laughs> yeah. So thank you for speaking up. Yeah. I think it's important. Thanks for helping me. You're welcome. <laughs> Anytime. <laughs> all right, y'all. Well, that's all we got. Hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> See you next week. <laughs> bye. Are you going to say bye? Bye. What happens abroad stays abroad unless you talk it out. If you're interested in sharing your story, contact us at studyabroad at snc.edu.